G'day. Thank you for downloading the podcast, everyone. It's Hi. a different podcast today. Uh, I'm recording from Caxton Street. Abby is in Carina. Um, and Stav is in his mansion in Abaddon. Oh, God. Yes, my mansion. That's leaking. <laughs> <laughs> it's very lardy day well, here. You we should even, get we... your um, maintenance man onto that, babe. Yes, we are. We are doing that. Did you send the janitor home, did you? <laughs> you didn't yeah, want I think you around. <laughs> since I'm going to be did here. You change your, um, did you change the person repairing it? Did you tell Maddie who they are? No. <laughs> no, you, okay, so for back of uh, back house, we were having a chat. Stab, yeah. Stab's got a leaky roof and needs some work done on his house. I said, yeah. Abby's husband is a builder. My cousin is a builder, and we've both said, hey, talk to them. But Stab's like, nah, I got yeah. someone on air task. Yeah. So he gave, me their, he gave me their name, mm. and they are Maddie. A qualified cleaner, mm. a and professional gutterer. cleaner. So he goes and cleans the houses and cleans gutters, and he mm. has got him to do mm-hmm. his repairs of his cladding and all that. But he goes, nah, but it's not him. It's a friend of a friend. Mm. Ha- hang on. What do you mean? Uh, like, like I have a cleaner who comes every fortnight and does my bathrooms and stuff. Yes, like that. Mm. That's what she does. That's what he does. So he's a professional cleaner and he's got five-star reviews for that. But he also does cleaning and roofing. So he does um, oh, the clean out of the gutters. Kevy's cleaning and cladding. Is that that? Oh, I think I've heard it. of it. Yeah, really yeah, he's really good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you've got to get so a So you're still going to use them? He, he changes his business name every, uh, every six months. Um, he's doing the gutters, yes, because as it says in his thing, he's a gutterer, so he's doing the gutters. So he's cleaning the gutters. Yes, he's doing the gutters. uh, But cleaning or fixing? Both. Mm. Hey, on another note, I've just been handed something here because I'm still in the studio. Mm. It's a piece of paper, and uh, let's find out, is this confirmed? Harvey Weinstein definitely has corona? Yeah, he does. It was on news.com, yeah. so it's real. Yeah, but that's like, have they said he's taken the test and it's come through? Or is this just like yes. a, we've heard? He's tested positive mm. at Rikers Island Prison. He's in isolation. Who's given him the, the Rona? I don't know. The last person he was in a cell with. Came in contact with. Mm. Two well. inmates have tested positive. He is one of them. Oh, well, we know he's you got really a lover can then. catch it from... <laughs> <laughs> you know what? He's the one person you can make those jokes about in this world too, because he's not a very. Oh, there's nice a few man. people. Yeah, but he's you know. Yeah. Well, there you go. Harvey Weinstein's got coronavirus. Mm. Do we celebrate? No, uh, no. Can you guys see the emojis that I'm doing on the screen? Oh, yeah. No, I can't. I can't see. You. Oh yes, that's so oh, cute. Yes, I can see that now. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. We've lost Abby. Sorry, I'm trying to get my email so I can print out my right. flu consent, mm. flu vaccine consent. Yes, everyone get their flu shots. All right, everyone, let's get into the uh, podcast for today. In the middle of the podcast, we'll give you the letter for Alpha Bucks tomorrow. Stab Abby and Matt on Hit 105. Here are the latest developments in the coronavirus crisis. Now, you guys are doing the show from your houses this week. Yes, I'm coming from Abby's house and she's coming from mine. Weird, but we thought it would just be a bit of a change. <laughs> <laughs> now, it is, it is weird for us because we actually enjoy being in the studio together. We like hanging out. We like being together. Um, they're testing the equipment in the case of a full shutdown. If the three of us have to separate, what, what it would be like. Mm. Um, how are you guys going? Uh, 19 minutes into ISO. <laughs> 
Uh, I realise I've got a terrible internet connection, and that's something I should have looked at that's, earlier. That's something you know what the problem is? It's, but it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, well, I don't really care if the kids don't watch YouTube. Um, so I never really worried about it. But, you know, mm. you go, it's annoying now because you can't call any of the call centres because they're all shut down as well. Yes, good point. Didn't even think about that. I mean, I it know it feels I was... like a blackout. And you know mm. when we always say, then you go to get a cup of tea, and you're like, oh, yeah. the kettle. Uh, oh no, that's yeah. all right. You know what I'll do? I'll just, I'll, I'll, you know, and you just keep forgetting that there's a lot of stuff that yeah. you can't. I'll just do. use the microwave. Oh. Get a camping gear out. Um, yeah. Did you guys watch the um, press conference last night though? Late last night, just as I was going to bed, Scott Morrison came out and announced the new rules that are that are coming out. And oh, yeah. I don't know if you guys are getting the same feeling. Every time Scott Morrison does another press conference, to me it feels like we're at school assembly and he's like kind of getting up the whole school collectively. Well, I think he needs to, actually, after the um, things over the weekend, like Bondi Beach and stuff. It yeah. was crazy. He needs to yell at us a little bit. Um, and I, I just I, watched the recap on news.com. I stopped yeah. watching after the um, the AFL press conference. That oh, was yeah, my yeah, um, yeah. Prime Minister talking. Um, and when he said it's all shut down, I sort of went, okay, I hear okay. you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so last night he comes out, um, and obviously social distancing was meant to happen over the weekend, um, and it didn't. And this was mm. him kicking off with his disappointed voice. This is what I mean. When we all don't do the right thing, then it has real implications for others. That was the principal's um, sort of way of saying, now there's one bad person who's ruined it for the entire group yes. here. Yes. Um, and he went on... You want to be like, name and shame. Yeah. <laughs> it was Bob. <laughs> uh, he went on to say what is going to be closed and what that means. Uh, for gatherings in the following uh, facilities uh, to be closed as of midday, Registered and licensed clubs. Licensed premises in hotels and pubs. So that is in the licensed area, not in the accommodation area, but in the venues that sit within those hotels where there are uh, licensed gatherings and gatherings that will also be excluded. That will also be um, closed. But that doesn't Uh, answer the most important question we're all wondering. Which is? Is it the bottle shops? Is that what you're saying? Because I think that <laughs> does bo- answer. I want to know, does that mean pokies, mm, yeah. Mr. Principal? Yep. Yes. They're all yep. shut. Okay. They're shut. Okay. Yep. Bottle shops. Yep. At this open, point, right? everyone's like, what's happening with the bottle shops? Because mm-hmm. I've been yeah. stockpiling. I will yeah. admit I'm a stockpiler. <gasps> I'm a first Shame. choice stockpiler. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I haven't stockpiled food, <laughs> just booze. <laughs> Priorities. So he goes on. Lucky you've been fasting for a while. Yeah. <laughs> he goes on to, to discuss bottle shops because it's different in Victoria and New South Wales. Supermarkets mm. have alcohol in them. Oh, Queensland yeah. doesn't. We've got bottle shops separate to our supermarkets. Mm. He did clear it up, though. Uh, Off-licence parts of those premises for bottle shops, that particularly applies in places like Tasmania and in in Queensland, I understand, they will be excluded from these arrangements. They work like any other retail premises. They are not a place of people gathering in an off-licence bottle shop. He just got my boat, <laughs> and I don't even boat. <laughs> the bottle shops will remain open, everyone. It is all going to be okay. Phew. <laughs> oh, don't pretend like you weren't wondering. You were wondering? Oh, no, I was completely yeah. wondering. Yes. No. <laughs> Stav, Abby and Matt. On Hit 105. Things you can say would say in bed. Yeah, what can you say in the bedroom and another scenario? This morning, it's in a lift. And it's not dirty, it's just sometimes it makes you giggle. Right. Kevin, in Slacks Creek, what can you say in both scenarios? 
I'm taking this to the next level. Oh, yes. Yeah. Haberdashery yeah. and housewares. High yes. as you can go. Mm-hmm. Rose <laughs> low. Uh, Nicole in Upper Kedron. What can you say in a bedroom and in an elevator? We've got room for one more. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. <laughs> that's got to that's always you got to be the woman who says that though because you know if you if you let one more cram in your wife mm. always looks at you like why why <laughs> I've got a shopping trolley in here yeah. for god's sakes. Yeah. Uh Danielle and Warner what can you say in a bedroom and in an elevator? Can you just hold that open for me? <laughs> so far this is my favorite one ever. Yes. Uh, Maria you want to put your hand in, but you, sometimes you feel like it's going to catch you. <laughs> yeah. Do you know it's what I mean? Like, you're like, yeah. no, nah, I'm going to put it in quickly and take it yeah. back out quickly. It will, yeah, it will yeah. stay open. Yeah. Uh, Maria, what, do you, what can you uh, say in the bedroom and in an elevator? Press my buttons. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right, Kelly, you're on the air. What are you going to say? Um, I was going to say, uh, you can come in here, you'll fit in easy. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh, that's very uh, accommodating of you, Kelly. Oh, yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Let the old lady in first. Let the old lady in first. <laughs> That's just good. I hate it when everyone's got to get out so that other people can get in. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? To get out, they've got to, yeah. 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 Uh, uh, this is my favourite. Um, Dale in Brussels, what can you say in the bedroom and also in an elevator? If you want to get off, just push that button. <laughs> hey, Joshy boy, what can you say in the bedroom and in an elevator? Ooh, what's that funky smell? <laughs> Uh, Daniel, <laughs> what do you got for us? It's very tight in here. Mm. Yep. Mm. Yeah, it can get a bit squishy. Yeah. Uh, obviously, all of Brisbane needs a bit of reprieve because our phones have just lit up this morning. <laughs> uh, Sophie, clear your mind. What can you say in the bedroom and an elevator? Are you using protection? You know, sanitizer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice work, everyone. Nice work. Stab Abby and Matt on Hit 105. How could the outbreak really impact on people's mental well-being at the moment? How can we boost our mental health right now? I've got to be honest, I haven't been coping since Friday and I'm okay. I'm just, it, it's been really hard because on Friday after the show, we got told, hey, we're going to separate you guys. You're going to work from home. We want to do our bit to help out. And you know when you know it's the right thing to do? And of course, yeah. everyone needs to try if they can to do it. But it's just hard because I wasn't really prepared for it. And you do get a bit of a work family and or normality. I so miss you too, I'm, babe. I do. I miss you guys so much. I haven't spent that much time away from you guys. And then to not be in the same room is really hard. And, you know, to work from home is hard with the kids screaming and that self-isolation. And I watched the news yesterday um, on TV in the morning. Wrong thing to do. I can put that out. Um, But I just I started to find that just you do get that anxiety with the change. And if you're a planner, not knowing what's coming next. So yeah. I've deleted my Facebook. I'm not watching TV for a little while. Um, yeah. But I just thought if I'm going through it, I think there's a lot of other people that are going through it at the moment, and we need to look after each other, and we need to look after our mental health. Uh, on so the we air. thought, why don't we chat? Yeah. Uh, is John Brogdon. He's the chairman of Lifeline. Um, he's on the air with us right now. Good morning. Good morning. What can people do, I guess, to take care of themselves mentally with so much unknown at the moment? Well, I think... Even talking about this is a really positive thing and thank you for bringing it up for yourselves and for listeners because there is going to be stress and pressure on people's mental health. Uh, I guess the people we're very worried about include people who through these sort of shutdowns will be very much by themselves because they'll be 
getting no human interaction at all, not mm. from, um, you know, the people you live with, there'll be no one. Uh, and for them in particular, they need um, support. So we've got a few tips. The first one is to do exactly what you were referring to. Don't watch a lot of news. You don't need to be on the half hourly news cycle of the world. Um, yeah. <laughs> so just just reduce the amount of news you're consuming because for the next little while it's going to be universally difficult news for a lot of people to, to take. Also manage your social media. Social media can be a force for good but it can be a force for bad from time to time, mm -hmm. particularly if people are sending around very negative messages. Uh, so I think that's quite important. The other thing is whilst you might be using social media and texting people, pick up the phone and ring. I think it'll make a big mm. difference for people to hear a voice rather than just get a text. I often think that through social media, we can be very lonely in plain sight. You know, we can be in the middle of a group or we can be in the middle of some chat group, but that doesn't mean we're feeling connected. So pick up your phone, speak to somebody. I've loved seeing the footage from Italy where people are out on their balconies yeah. singing and connecting. Mm. So yell over the back fence or, or yell down the hallway. I think that's going to make a big difference as well. So look, there's some of the tips. I think another one is, uh, and this is hard, but it's really important, is just show a bit of patience and compassion for others. Mm. Those people stacking shelves in the supermarkets, those people behind the counters in supermarkets, they're doing their job well and they're working very hard. So don't take your frustrations out on them. It's it's strange from um, our perspective as well here because no one is sick in our team, but they've separated us for safety reasons and the fact that we're going to keep our show on the air as well. But I think it's made Stav, Abby and I, we realise how much of a tight-knit like little group that we are because we're still talking to each other right now and I can see them on screens, but not having them in in the room with me across from it, I've, I feel like they're not here. Like it's very, why is it that we feel like that even though we still have hundreds of ways to, to speak to each other in technology? You could, yeah, you're exactly right. I think it's mostly because we're human beings and we crave each other's mm. company and we crave each other's touch. Let's face it, you know, whether we're in an intimate relationship or just mates, you know, we hug, we put our arms around our shoulders, we stay close mm. to each other. So we're going to miss all that natural human connection. And as I said, particularly if you're living alone. So I think we really have to be cognizant that we're going to change our interrelationships over the next little while mm -hmm. and we need to manage that. That's why I think seeing each other and talking to each other helps a little bit more than just shooting messages around all the time. I, so I think from the boys are just missing me rolling your eyes, you know. No, we can, see, can that. still see, yeah, we can yeah. see that. You we can, can still it. see it? Yeah, I'll yeah, keep yeah. that up because I think John, that's what you guys would think. <laughs> I've, I've only heard two of you say you're missing each other. What about the third one? Uh, yeah. We're all missing each other. We're all, we all are. Uh, John, I was listening to, um, and I'll, I'll give him credit because it was another radio station I was listening to, but I was listening to, I caught a bit of um, Roy and HG over the weekend and they uh, it was something that really resonated with me where they were talking about social distance distancing and they said a key change to make would be spatial distancing where you want to keep the social thing like we don't have to stop being yeah. social you just have to be spatial about it because people seem to hear it as social distancing where you don't talk to anyone you shut yourself down but i think it's important to remember that you still can have interaction oh leave it to roy and hc to, to cut through that's that's a perfect way of looking at it You're, you mightn't be together but you can still be social isn't that a good way of looking at it and yeah i just think you know, I just think we need to reach out to others. And in reaching out to others, I think we'll find a lot of comfort ourselves. You know, I, I think we'll find that, you know, everyone's batteries are going to be running low. Don't go far from a charger in the next little while because I think we will do a lot of talking. And I think that'll keep people plugged in. 
Um, um, so I think caring for each other, very, very old-fashioned, but just looking out for each other and caring for each other is going to be the number one rule over the next little while. John, we knew that it was going to happen um, where a lot of places have shut down from midday today, um, uh, pubs and clubs and a lot of other places, so a lot of people will be um, stood down temporarily from their jobs. What do you reckon um, we can do about supporting those people? Well, my best mate from year five at school, we've known each other for just over 40 years, uh, he's a familiar, a wine man. He's mm-hmm. uh, got a part-time job at a restaurant. That went last week, gone. So he's 51, single, mortgage, no income. So for those people, they should take every every advantage of all of the government um, payments that are now available. Uh, I think that no one's, no one's going to get rich out of them over the next little while, but hopefully it'll keep them going. And for people in small businesses, there seem to be a lot of programs that are being put together to protect people in small business just to keep them going. I mean... You know, we didn't know this was going to happen. We we didn't know three months ago. So people have just bought new cars. They've just bought yeah. new refrigerators. They've just fitted out their um, their kitchen in their restaurant and things like that. So some people will be fine. Others will be up to their eyeballs in debt because they expected the income to keep coming in as usual. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one. Well, if anyone needs Lifeline, 13 11 14 is the number. Uh, John Brogdon, Chairman of Lifeline, we appreciate you coming on this morning. Uh, here at Hit 105, we're going to stay on the air. We'll be covering Corona, but we promise you as well, there will be a lot of fun and laughs. It's not going to be all Corona. We are not a talkback station, so keep us on here at Hit 105. Stav, Abby and Matt. On Hit 105. Love and marriage, love and marriage. We are all reasonably happy in our marriages. I can come back for everybody, but I can say... Yeah, we'll see how we go after isolation. Yeah, you saw my husband just come in too, because we are broadcasting from home, doing our thing to separate. Um, Yeah, you saw him come in, and we had a beautiful exchange. Yep. It's true love. I call, I feel, we, we did record it, guys. It'll be up on the Hit 105 Insta. He got out like, open the window. <laughs> um, so I was watching Married at First Sight. Connie, who was coming up a little bit later on on the show, um, she gave her husband, Jonathan, um, a book that is How to Be a Good Husband. Um, and it's like from the 1940s or whatever. And it's just, I feel like they were simpler times and probably, you know, we say they were the good old days because it wasn't that hard, really. Everyone had their roles. Mm. Yeah, well, I think we're going to go back into it, especially with self-sufficient, all seeds have sold out of all stores. So I think oh, we're yeah. going to go back to the time mm. when you grew your own food, oh, es- Esther and nice I, to each other. We were those losers on the weekend saying, we should just get a veggie patch. Like, the, <laughs> the hoarders, the stockpile, if we got a veggie patch, uh, we'd be I sweet. That's what everyone said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chickens have gone up. They've sold out of um, chickens. Really? Wow, they're no, like, like live ones, sorry. Live, live, yeah. oh, live, pets. Live, yeah, live, live chickens. chickens. Yeah. yeah, live chickens. Well, pets for now. <laughs> pets for now, dinner for later. <laughs> Self-sufficient. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to read from the book of How to Be a Good Husband. So listen up, everyone, because um, especially the men, this will probably help you if you go into ISO. <clears throat> uh, this is the very opening paragraph, all right? It okay. says, okay. from one husband to another. Don't lose sight of the fact that once a man is married, the only sensible thing for him to do is to make the best of the circumstances. <laughs> if his wife has faults, he should try to shut his eyes to them. It may be <laughs> that he is not entirely perfect. That one, I believe, is a good one. 
That, and, uh, that's that's good. My you vows, should always Maddie. learn that now. Yeah. I, I should have been tolerate u- each other. <laughs> I, I should have been using that when I said, "Babe, can you shut the drawers properly?" Because that turned into a six month. <laughs> shut your eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, this one's about personal habits. Okay. Don't squeeze the tube of toothpaste from the top. <laughs> Instead, do it from the bottom. This is one of the small things of life that always irritates a careful wife. Does that irritate you, huh? Of course. Why would you do it from the top? Because then you only guys only do it from the bottom when it's completely empty. Yeah, that's yeah. the reserves. Yeah, we're yeah. used to squeezing the top. Yeah. Yeah, but if you start from the bottom, you'll know that you can even flow and you won't get that excess blob. Oh, but if you get if you get the back of a spoon to the bottom of a toothpaste, like if, if a toothpaste tube looks empty, a real man can get it to last for another week. <laughs> that's that's yeah, that's very true. Uh, continues on with personal habits. Do remember to shake out your pipe and put down your book a little earlier than usual if your wife has had a troublesome day with the baby and is likely <laughs> and is likely to have to get up and attend to him once or twice during the night. So it's saying, put down the pipe, put down your book, have a little chat before bedtime. It doesn't necessarily say get up in the night and help her out. No. It just says, have a little pre-bedtime chat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes? Any any comments on that one? I, well, I don't no, know. It's, just... it's the only one with the pipe. He's put it down, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, always down. Always down. <laughs> um, do, if you wish for happiness, refrain from adopting the attitude of that's my way and so you must put up with it. Your wife may allow you to drop a cigarette ash all over the house or leave everything just where you have finished, uh, but it won't make her any more pleased with you. So there you go, guys. Uh, put down like your book, that. put down your pipe, and Stop have a good attitude. <laughs> Stav, Abby, and Matt. On Hit 105. Now is the time that we shouldn't be selfish. We should lead with kindness. And you have heard the PM say to all those people that are hoarding, stop it. Stop mm-hmm. the stockpiling of food. He wasn't okay? happy. He's very cranky when he, he wasn't said happy. that. He told us off. Stop it. Stop it. Uh, but everyone, I think, has been just, even if it's unconsciously, just getting the extra item. So I think people have done it. We've all just gone a little bit crazy over it. And I have to say that I have not bought anything extra. I have not stockpiled at all. And not because I'm high and mighty. It's just because I've actually been a stockpiler for years. So every yeah. time I go to the shops, I will buy an extra item. Or if anything's on sale, I'll buy up big. And a few years ago, we got a deep freezer, like a mm-hmm. big mum deep, fr- deep freezer. That's when I knew I was a mum, when I got deep freezer. Oh, yeah. we, we always I, had that as a kid. And whenever you'd be yeah. like, I'm hungry, look in the freezer. There's so much yeah. food in there. <laughs> yeah, on, on Sunday, it was like, I'm not cooking. You open the deep freezer. But I bought it so that we could um, deep freeze uh, <laughs> like breast milk because it starts, it lasts longer because you can mm-hmm. store it in there for over a year. So, because it's cooler. So, we bought it a, a few years ago and just. Over the years, I've just been putting stuff in there. So I've got just meat. Of course, I've got the spring rolls, dim sims, ice the cream, bodies. mince, yep. chicken, um, pre-packed meals. I've got everything. So I didn't stress because it was chock-a-block full. Like you had to actually remove stuff to be able to put it in there. Mm. So I haven't stockpiled. And then I was like, well, it's it's now time. I don't want to go to the shops. So I'm going to get some mints out. I'm going to defrost some mints. So I opened it up. <laughs> The most putrid smell was oh, coming out no. of it. Oh, no. And I have realised a yes. couple of days ago, yes, my no. beautiful seven month, 17-month-old boy had yep. turned it off well, at 
The power. No. So I did the only thing that was possible, and I got right. the two-liter ice cream that was yeah. melted, <laughs> and I poured it into my mouth and oh. drunk warm liquid <laughs> while crying. I had oh. melted ice cream running down myself, mixed oh. with the tears. You know what I you do like, though. To clean yeah. it, don't yeah. like don't because I've we've run into this problem before with my mm. brother-in-law's deep freeze. After he had a whole be- he got a whole beast, right? So imagine a whole beast of meat in there. Rather than just clean it out all gunky, he just turned it back on yeah. and let it just turn into a giant ice cube at the bottom of the of oh. the freezer, and mm. then just like got it with like an ice pick to get it out because you you can don't... refreeze the stank. No, see, but this—I don't care about the stunk. I care about the hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of items yeah. that are in there that I could. I was, I was like crying. I was like, "Do I do a big cook-up and do I deliver mints to people?" And I was no, like, people no, don't, people don't want, want your it. your two-day-old mints." From mints. Hey, here, this is <laughs> that was this before is the times are tough. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So I'm feeding I'll all the it. dogs in the neighbourhood. They're it. fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you take yeah. it. It's yeah. all that stuff. So I, 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 I buggered it. I, I refroze a few items. Mm. Yeah. You can't eat like ice blocks. Ice blocks, ice blocks are, are fine. That's fine. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, in the apocalypse, we're just going to be on ice blocks. But it's just so upsetting when you're yeah. just like, you don't want to throw out say? food at a time <laughs> like this. I mean, chocolate block full. Like, it was a big one because the bigger was cheaper yeah. to buy a yeah, deep freezer. Right. So, you know, when you yeah. go as big as possible. Mm-hmm. And it was just completely and utterly full. God. Yeah, you fuse and now spew foods. That'll make huh? you sick. If you eat any, you can't eat the food in there. Because what if <laughs> meat, what if meat. Meat juices drip down onto those ice blocks. No, I know, I know that. But um, I, I served up Mum the chicken, and she's all right. So that was three hours later. She took one for the team, and On she top said of she's the pandemic, feeling fine. There's an outbreak of um, yeah, and then you got no toilet paper for gastro. So it's really hard. Stav, Abby, and Matt. On Hit 105. If I play you this tiny bit of a song, what TV show do you reckon it's from? Yep, the nanny. It was all about friend the nanny. And whether she'd ever hook up with the charming and handsome Mr. Sheffield. Mr. Sheffield. His real name is Charles Shaughnessy. And he's on the air with Stab Abby and Matt right now for Memory Monday. Well, memories. Yes, it was also the show in Australia that taught us all that Fanny can mean two things. Mm-hmm. Maxwell Sheffield is on the air with us. G'day, mate. Hello. <laughs> it was such an amazing show. It really was. And it's true what Maddie was saying. We we didn't know because we all love seeing the song because Fanny in Australia does not mean your behind, so we used That's to always right. giggle. I know. Mm. Tell me about it. I mean, you know, coming from England, mm. I had all these little tiny language differences that sometimes are very embarrassing and that was one of them um but yeah i couldn't you know i was like really that you can say that on tv <laughs> is it true that the show idea came about because um a fran was sitting on a plane next to one of the tv executives and pitched the idea to him did you she she wanted to pitch something and he said do it in L when you we get back to Los Angeles but she didn't have any idea in her head mm. she just saw that this was the head of the network and said oh I've got an idea to pitch you so when he said yes you know come and pitch it in a couple of weeks when you're back in town they then she and her husband Peter had to come up with something and they had no idea <laughs> But then she was on her way to England and she was staying with Twiggy. 
the model, the supermodel, was a friend of hers. And so Fran found herself having tea with these very English kids mm. in a garden with a butler. <laughs> and she felt completely out of place. She couldn't understand what they were saying. And she called her husband and said, you know, guess what happened? I had this afternoon tea with these kids. It was hysterical. I couldn't understand what was going on. And he said, that's the show. Yeah, right. That's the one we're going to pitch. So the next week they went into CBS and pitched it because she had had that experience in England. And that's, that's how it happened. Now, you and Fran are still close friends after all of these years, aren't you? Yes, we see each other every now and again. You know, when she's in town and she's got some time, we try and catch up. We go for a hike. Or we go over to her, her beautiful Malibu house and, and have dinner. Um, so we're still very friendly, yeah. Oh, she's man, becoming was, more and more busy now. Yeah, if I was on a hike and I saw both of you hiking together, I think it would just blow my mind. <laughs> it was real <laughs> Do Is there talks of the show coming back then? Well, you know, there's... She's got some ideas um, for some sort of a reboot. I, I mean, it would have to be a very different show mm. because we're clearly older and we're married and we have kids and all the rest of it. So, But she is working on a musical, a Broadway musical wow. of The Nanny, um, sort of redoing the original story, I think. Mm. That's a good idea. Uh, so that's in her works. I don't think any of us will be involved in that. It's, it's hard to... To see how we could be involved 25 years later. You know, I look at some of those episodes and I think, who is that kid? <laughs> you know, it's, it's like uh, another lifetime. Speaking of uh, kids, Mr. Sheffield, how do you feel about uh, Grace? Uh, she's grown up and gone on to some quite racy things. I know. The first thing I saw her in, uh, it was some years after Nanny, but she, when she, you know, grown into a, a young woman and there she was. A stark naked astride David Duchovny in um, Californication, and it gave me a heart attack. <laughs> Do you keep in contact with any of them? I actually. Uh, got to see um, Maggie, um, uh, you know, um, Nicole, Tom, played mm -hmm. Maggie the other day. We spent a, a lovely evening together with her and her boyfriend. And I bumped into Madeline at a sort of Hollywood function. And, you know, they're both the sweetest girls. I mean, just darlings. Um, we haven't sort of kept in touch uh, through the years, really. But every now and again, you cross paths. And it's, it's just so nice to see them. We all got along very well. I, I, I really felt very sort of paternalistic to the three kids. And um, so it's always nice to see them and to see how well they're all doing. Because it feels like it was on the TV for so many years because of the reruns as well. Here in Australia, it was rerun for so long. 20 years. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know. It's going still. It's not on somewhere. I mean, it's the, the show that never ends. Do you still get paid for the reruns? No, not really. No, it's all cable, unfortunately. Oh, okay. When it finished, cable was just coming in and um, the union made a whole different deal yeah. with the cable channel. So we didn't get the same sort of residual. So, you know, you can't complain. We got well paid at the time. The producers and Fran and Peter, they they owned a piece of the pie. Mm. Um, so they're doing very nicely, thank you. But us grunts, we, we didn't get quite as, <laughs> quite as good a, a reward. But, you know, I'm not complaining. The um, 
the, the big thing about this show was too is it always centered around your relationship with Fran and if you guys were going to get together, Cece Babcock, who was your assistant, was deeply in love with right. you. Oh, Cece. She ended up shagging the butler, which was a whole nother, that was, that was a whole other thing. Yeah. Right. A lot of big fans of the show, and, and I think some of the people on the show said it got ruined when um, Mr. Sheffield and Fran finally got together. Right. Yeah, it's always the kiss of death, and we mm. knew that was going to be. But the network head changed. He wanted to change the thrust of the network. He wanted it to be much younger demographic, and he brought in shows like CSI and NCIS and all the sort of police procedural macho male demographic shows. And the nanny was just not something that he particularly enjoyed. Mm. So he sort of gave us an edict, gave the writers an edict and said, you know, you've got to now marry them off. It's well known, you know, that if you have a show that's running on any kind of sexual tension and chemistry like that, and will they, won't they, that the minute you marry them off, it's done. But I think that that was the point. I think he kind of was was ready to have the show end. Mm. So uh, there was nothing much, you know, anyone could do. I know that there were a lot of discussions between the studio and the network and um, everyone else, but, you know, he, he just didn't he didn't want it around. Right now we are on the air with actor Charles Shaughnessy. You know him as Mr Sheffield from The Nanny, uh, and we've got more coming up with him next here at Hit 105. It's Stav, Abby and Matt. Stav, Abby and Matt on Hit 105. I play you this tiny bit of a song. What TV show do you reckon it's from? The Nanny. Yep, The Nanny. It was all about friend the nanny and whether she'd ever hook up with the charming and handsome Mr. Sheffield. Mr. Sheffield. His real name is Charles Shaughnessy and he's on the air with Stav, Abby and Matt right now for Memory Monday. Oh, memories. One thing I did want to ask about is the amount of um, celebrities that had um, cameo appearances on it over the years, including Trump. Was he nice to work with? Yes. I know, you know, uh, it's funny you should say it because that, that was one of the things I remember most about the show was these incredible celebrities that we had. I didn't actually get to see, talk to them very much. I do know that there was a little controversy because the, um, the writers called him a millionaire and he said he wanted to change it to a billionaire. <laughs> and so what they, they decided to compromise and call him a gazillionaire. Brilliant. And so he thought, he thought a gazillionaire sounded like more than a billionaire, so he was happy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> people like Coolio, did he ask to go on the show? He just, it doesn't remind Who? me of Coolio. Apparently he had an appearance yes, on it. Yes, Coolio was on, and Elizabeth Taylor, ben and Elton John. Mm. You know, we had Ray Charles on as Yedda's boyfriend. I mean, incredible <laughs> people that we got to meet on a sort of daily basis. Wow. Did you find it hard coming off that show because your character, everyone in the world pretty much knew that character, and, and that's how you got remembered as a lot? Yeah. It is. It's always really. In fact, I remember when the when I got the script for the pilot, and uh, believe it or not, I was very um, reluctant to do it. I was talking to my agents at the time, and there were a couple of 
scripts at that time that came by, and I said to them, you know, I, I'm not sure about this the sitcom, this nanny thing, because everyone who plays a sitcom dad, mm -hmm. if it's successful, you're kind of dead in the water for at least 10 years later. <laughs> so I said, if, if I do it, uh, it's got to be a big success because I won't work for three or four years after. <laughs> and, and it's kind of true. You do it. If you're a, a, a dad in a show like that or a very particular character, mm. um, it's really hard to get people's heads around you doing anything else. In fact, I was, because I'd done the soap, I'd done Days of Our Lives, I was on the network's drama list mm. and they didn't think I could do the nanny because they they said that he's not on the comedy list I convinced them to let me do the comedy and then when I came off the nanny I was on the comedy list <laughs> and every time I tried to do a drama they said but he's on the comedy list he doesn't do drama <laughs> and so you've got to start all over again and it's it sounds ridiculous I had to really kind of grow older mm. you know once you get past that that sort of look and that physicality and become a different sort of character then I got to do other stuff like Mad Men and so um, other shows since. Once the, once the rest of your hair went grey it was okay. Exactly the rest <laughs> of the hair to catch up with <laughs> grey streak is absolutely true. And with the set stuff so like you know I always envision you sitting behind your desk in your office mm -hmm. what, what, right. what happened with all the props on set? Did they just get thrown out or did you guys get to take yeah, anything? No they get sort of absorbed into the sort of studio, uh, you know, it's like a kind of Aladdin's cave. They have like a studio sort of props cavern and everything from little letter openers to um, paperweights to books in the bookshelf just get sort of collected at the end of a show and stored. And then if you look very carefully at the next year's yeah. sitcoms, you know, you suddenly see them popping up in, you know, the bank manager's office or mm. um, the school principal's some, sometimes office. Sometimes even so, the houses yeah. have been reused, like the some... Fine, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> And the actual actual sets. In fact, you know, uh, when you go do a show like, you know, I did a, a, a couple of episodes of uh, a show called The Cool Kids, which was a new Fox sitcom. And when you go back behind the sets and you see the two by four wood paneling, <laughs> you know, there's always someone's put in and you see someone's written their name from, you know, um, all in the family yeah. or uh, the nanny or whatever. It's, it's, they sort of do get recycled and it's kind of fun. You sometimes find yourself standing behind a piece of your old set. <laughs> <laughs> what would have you taken though, that. Charles, if you had? Well, I have to say, I did take a couple of very nice suits. You know, Maxwell yeah. always wore Canali suits mm. and um, I love those Canali suits so I, I did walk off with a couple of very nice suits. Uh, Fran's come out and said that she um, she does wish that she had kids because she would have been a really good mum and I know we've seen her on the show and everyone just presumes <coughs> that she would have been brilliant but was she good when they weren't filming? Then, yes I think she'd be a terrific mum you know I, I mean it's a uh, it's a really hard row to hoe to do both. Mm. I mean, you know, very few actors 
have managed, especially the, the women in a way, it's harder. I mean, for a, a man, there's a sort of tradition of the man being absent and being the breadwinner. So it sort of makes, you know, there's a sort of culture that, that, that supports that. So for a woman to have a big career and have children, I know it's, it's something that should be possible, mm. but it's, it's very hard because the kids, you know, do need a mum, uh, that sort of mum figure for a while, you know, even past breastfeeding and the obvious. I don't know. You know, I was very lucky because I did the, the nanny and the soaps, which meant, and we had a very easy, easy work schedule. I wasn't writing it and producing it mm. like mm. Fran was. I just showed up and said some lines and went home. <laughs> and so I was able to be home. I took my kids to school. I went and did hot lunches when we had hot lunch. I would be at all the basketball games. I mean, it was very easy for me to be around all the time. And I think as an actress, if you're just acting in a show, then absolutely, I think you can do it all. But if you're producing a show, you're writing a show, yeah. Yeah. you're basically carrying the whole thing, I don't know how you can split yourself in half, whether you're a man or a woman. But um, yeah, she would have been. If, if that had happened and the choice was to have a family um, and not the nanny, uh, she would have been a fantastic mom. Well, um, it's been amazing to talk to you. Uh, this has taken us all right back to that show um, being on, and we, we really appreciate you uh, coming on and, and sharing what it was like around that time and so much of your life as well. Yeah, well, you're so welcome. It's always fun to talk about it, you know, because it's on my daily life, believe it or not. I, I don't really think about it that much. So it's mm. nice to suddenly <laughs> get taken back down memory lane. It's always fun. We, we had a great time on it, and uh, it's a lot of very fond memories. So uh, thank you for uh, having me on to share them. Well, uh, we know him as Mr. Sheffield, Charles Shaughnessy. Nice to talk to you, mate. Great. Nice talking to you guys. Take care now. Stav, Abby, and Matt. On Hit 105. Hey, Alpha Bucks, it's worth $10,000. We are still playing every morning, 8 o'clock. We're staying here with you guys. Your letter is... B for brilliant. Staff, Abby and Matt's $10,000 Alpha Bucks. Alpha Bucks. Alpha Bucks. Radio, let's give away some cash. $10,000 is up for grabs every time Alpha Bucks is on the air. Don't forget, answers at 6.30 and 7.30 get given away. And if you're driving home, Carrie and Tommy and Husey and Kate, we pop up there too and we give you answers. We just... We're fanging, we're frothing to give you cash. Oh, yeah, when people need it the most. we got Brendan and Launton play. Morning, Brendan. Hey, how you going? Yeah, we're all right. We're all coming to you live from our houses. Um, you know how this works. You're going to win $10,000 if you can answer every question that Abby um, asks you with the letter that she gives you. You're going to say pass if you don't know, and we can only use every answer once, okay? No worries. All righty. All right, Brendan. Now, uh, you've got two of the answers, so you know that your letter is C for cute. Yes? Yeah. Yep. All right, here we go. Yeah. First question. Name something a hairdresser does. A cup pet. And name a shape, a f- shape's flavour. Uh, uh, cheese. Name a game you can play. Um, uh, pass. Name something you can plug in. Uh, court. Name a movie. Um, uh, pass. Name a comedian. Oh, a pun. Name something that lives in the ocean. <laughs> Not bad, mate. 150 bucks coming your way. Good stuff. 
I'll go through the couple that you did pass on. Name a game you can play. You could have had cricket or chess. Uh, name a movie. Oh. You could have had Clueless. And name a comedian. Amazing. You could have had Carl Barron. Everyone loves Carl Barron. He's everybody's favourite. Yes, uh, God, I, I, it's amazing how much... Uh, well, pressure you feel when you're on on the on the radio. <laughs> yeah, you're like everybody's listening. <laughs> uh, everyone says that, but hey, if you want to make it even easier, we've got the answers for you. Make sure you're listening to Carrie and Tommy Husing and Kate this afternoon. Ten grand on the line every time we play Alpha Bucks at eight. And don't forget, from nine o'clock this morning, our Hit 105 stimulus package it continues every sixty minutes. One hundred and five dollars will get given away to someone here in Brisbane to keep them uh, up on their feet. Stab Abby and Matt on Hit 105. I think a lot of people are trying trying their best to work from home. But there is going to be a little bit of a transition uh, phase because people are trying to learn how to work from home if you're not actually used to it. <laughs> Those that already do it, thumbs up. But um, we're doing it now because we're like, well, it's the right thing to do to try and stay at home if we can. Maddie's in the studio. Stav and I are at our homes. That's right. I took I the bullet for you guys. You're welcome. Stop saying I'm that. Here. I would prefer to be. It's just because you press the button. No, I'm here for you guys. If you, you want, like, I would, I would take a bullet for you. I would take Corona for you, and that's how much I love you guys. Yes, and... but you wouldn't stay at home and look after your kids. Absolutely. Do not want to be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, want to swap? Want to swap? <laughs> so we've reached your limits, okay? But there are a lot of people that are going to be working from home for the yeah. first time so we thought look it's a serious thing we're doing our part but let's just have a little bit of a fun and play this game Kids. is this your co-worker who is this crazy gringo and what is he talking about alright so here's how it works uh, you ring up on 13 10 60 you tell us a story uh, about it's usually something a bit weird or strange or disgusting that either your co-worker has done or your kid has done we're not going to know that. You just tell the story, and then we try to decide whether it was the kid or the co-worker. Mm. Uh, Surprisingly hard. Yes, yeah. Well, last week we had, when we played this, we had someone ring up and say that they saw someone um, pick their ear, mm-hmm. get some wax out, and then consume that wax out of their ear. Now, most people would have thought I would be a kid, right? Yes. No, it was a co-worker <laughs> who had fresh acrylic nails that she just had done a professional. Yeah. So she yeah. could dig right on in there and get it out. <laughs> so 131060, kid or co-worker, you share the story. We get you on and um, we have a guess and see if we can get it right this morning. Let's all play together. We'll do it straight up to Notorious B.I.G. Hit 105. Stav, Abby and Matt. On Hit 105. Kid. Is this real life? <laughs> Co-worker. Who is this crazy gringo and what is he talking about? Yes, Dav and Abby working from home. It was good to get up to the kids this morning, wasn't it, Abs? Yep. My, <laughs> I said to my husband, I was like, just so you know, like I've, I'm going to be working from home, doing our right thing to, to sort of help out, so you need to get up early. He goes, yeah, I'm going to get up at six. I was like, cool. It's just we normally have a meeting before that. Um so, yeah, so the kid's been awake since 4.30 because I've been making noise. But we thought, why don't we turn this into a game? You give us a scenario of when someone has been difficult to deal with. They could be a co-worker or it could be a child. They're hard to tell apart, but we'll see if we can guess it. All right, Simon, you're on the air. Uh, what is your situation? Hi, my co-workers or associates, they are pretending to be animals because there's not much to do. Yeah, right. Now, we're meant to be mm. guessing whether it's a kid or a co-worker. Uh, yeah. Um, knowing our office, they could easily be co-workers. That's um, definitely a kid. I would I'm say. Go with kid. It's a I'd kid. I'd say kid. Yeah. All right, kid it is. 
Yeah, you are right. It's my four-year-old son. He's hanging off the bed, pretending to be a bat. <laughs> oh God, a bat a of bat all choice. things. And this is this not one. really the most favourable animal. But anyway, we had bats in our. We've got one tree left in our backyard. Mm. It, it had bats fighting in it on Saturday night. I have not seen bats in our backyard in the three years I've lived in that house, and all no. of a sudden, in this time, they turn up. That's just selective awareness. You've never yeah. been concerned about them, but then all of a sudden... Bats everywhere, bats. man. Bats, bats. Uh. <laughs> hey, uh, Emma, you tell us the scenario. We've got to work out whether it's your kid or your co-worker. I had, we had to go grocery shopping, and while we were grocery shopping, we threw a tantrum because of a kid we're going to catch something. I'm going to go with that kid unless you're shopping with your co-worker. Because uh, you got to remember, sometimes at lunch, you yeah. do go, hey, let's go get something for lunch. And you co yeah. like here, I've seen co-workers go downstairs to Coles at the barracks. Yeah. I reckon that's a curveball. I reckon it is a co-worker. Yeah. She's trying to throw us off with the I'll go with shopping. I'll go with kid. I'm going to stick with Stab's co-worker. Emma? It was a co-worker. Yes. Uh, what happened? <laughs> Um, she was walking along and someone went to touch her and she just turned and sort of backed off about five metres and went, I can't get cold because I was going on a cruise on the weekend. It actually has nothing to do with now. <laughs> it was before anything happened. I reckon that cruise is going to get cancelled, love. Yeah, My son is opening everything with his elbows and his feet because okay. I've obviously mm-hmm. been told at school, like, you know, if you can, use your elbows and your feet. I'm like, man, that door is not going to open by using your elbows. We can stand here for another <laughs> half an hour, but it's not going to happen. In ISO, <laughs> though. Handle. It'll keep uh, him busy at least. You'll yeah, be like, how did, he, how did Finn yeah. fill his whole day? Well, he finally <laughs> opened his door to his bedroom. <laughs> oh, and he's boy. the smart one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Joe, uh, from Red Bank Plains, what is your situation? We're going to guess if it's your co-worker or your kid. Okay, this person accidentally mistaken Natalia for poo. Natalia for poo. Oh, you're going to have to go. I'm going to go kid. Yeah, you're going to have to go. I, I'm going to say co-worker because it could be a, just a tiny little chunk on the tip of a finger. And maybe if they've got a, if they've got a small kid and there were a kid in nappy still, okay, just... I reckon there's a chance mm-hmm. that they've found that out the hard way. Okay, Joe. There's a 10-year-old kid. It, it okay. was a... A kid? A 10-year-old kid. Uh, ten, oh! <laughs> How did that happen? Oh, well, my son was walking around the house. He had done a poop in his pants, and there was a lot of Nutella around the house. And, yes, a little bit of Nutella. She actually, I mean, poop on the ground. She actually thought it was Nutella, and she did it in front of the whole family. No, no, no. And so that's like the family joke. So every time we say Nutella, it's like a trigger. (laughs) (laughs) Stab Abby and Matt on Hit 105. Australia's biggest social experiment is back. Married at first sight. Married at first sight. Yeah, she got the crazy curl uh, brush on the show, didn't she? Connie is on the air with us. Hey. Hi, guys. Now, Connie, I've been worried about you this season because you seem like such a delightful girl when we watch you online, like on social media. You seem quite normal, but do you feel like they've painted you out to be a little bit of the, I just love him, I want to stay with him at all costs? I, yeah, because um, at the start I was really kind of concerned as well with how into him they made me look. Um, yeah. which I was pretty shocked about because I couldn't stress enough how much I did not like this dude. And um, 
And, you know, halfway, halfway through the experiment, things did start to change. I feel like I had this weird feeling from the start they were always going to match me with someone and make it look like I was more into him than he was to me. And at one point, that, that actually did happen. Um, yeah, but why did you keep saying stay then? Why not just leave? So, because that, all that does is just add fuel to the crazy girl yep. fire. Yeah, um, well, obviously during filming it, I didn't know when it came to air how it was going to exactly be portrayed. And I will admit, like halfway through the filming, especially during his homestay, I did have some pretty thick rose-coloured glasses on. If he didn't tell me before leaving his like our apartment that he... Because he, he told me he was going to write stay. Then I wouldn't have written stay again. And then... um. Yeah, and then that last commitment ceremony, the one that everyone's just seen where I had the anxiety attack. What sort of questions did the producers used to ask you to get the responses? Did they used to always ask a bit more leading questions that you were like, wait a minute, that's edited out of sequence? Yeah, definitely. Oh, the whole thing is just edited, hey. Like, and I hate being that, ugh, it's so edited, but, man, watching it back, like, you can't help but think that. Like, the way they, like, snip it and put different audios and like in different like you know you, something that you've said in week one they're putting some they're putting in a conversation that happened in week seven like every time they ask you a question they always you have to put the question into the answer kind of thing um and there would there will always be certain times where you're talking to them and they'll be like cool that was great but can you just use this word instead or can you just say it this way instead little things like that Hey, instead of when you when you said stay can you just say leave for us that'd be great um maddie <laughs> you need to um thank connie as well Oh yeah, I've um the the present that you got for uh, Jonathan, the How to Be a Good Husband book. I saw that and I went and bought it from Booktopia after and he's the now episode. Yes. Yeah. Um, did you read anything out of that book? Or no, you... I actually didn't. Hey, I um they were just little yeah, I did it as well. It's like the they were just little joke gifts that I got. I never even took the time to have a look at it. To be honest, I just saw it. And I was like. <laughs> Just like, yeah, I'll throw that in with the present. No, it's good. Some good, some good stuff in it. We're reading it out, um, you know, every couple of days on the air to keep men in check. So um, <laughs> yep. I think you know you're probably going to save a lot of marriages. Um, are you going to give the same book to your new boyfriend, Matt Agnew, who was the the bachelor <laughs> who you now? Getting down and dirty with? Yeah, apparently I'm dating this guy. Um, <laughs> I, if I, I've never met Matt in my life, so I can't. I can't give him that book. <laughs> so it's a long-distance relationship, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's super long-distance, I guess, if you've never met them, yeah. If you haven't met him, where do you think the rumours came from then? Because that's that's the word I, on the I street. don't know. I have read the articles, and it's um, you know, it, what does it say? I tell you about um, uh, one of our sources. One of our sources mm. has has seen them talking. These are the same people. Keep in mind that um, also wrote an article saying that I was with Steve, and also wrote an article that Michelle was broken homeless on the side of the road. And are you posting on your Instagram now, or are the producers doing it for you? Um, it's not the producers. There is a social media team from, like, the Married at First Sight, yeah, social media team, and they, they, they do it for us. Right. Do they check it with you, or do they just yeah. post willy-nilly Whatever and be want. like... No, no, they check it with us. So we do get uh. sent, like, each day, um, just before each episode, we get sent content um, of photos and stuff from that episode, and they're just like, yeah, just pick the ones that you like, and, yeah, we just do that, and then we just let them know which ones, and they just do it for us. Surely yep. when people are going off the rails and posting stuff about the lies of the show and stuff like that, like some contestants yep. have done, why can't they just yep. log in and delete that? And they have. There has been a few times people have sent um, sent, sent in videos, like done videos, and they have deleted it. Um, 
with the comments and stuff, to be honest, I don't think they can even keep up mm. and delete them. Right. But I guess that's something that you sign up for, isn't it? Like in the actual contract that they give you, they're like, hey, you'll need to post photos about the show, this amount. So it's all sort of in the um, contract before. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it is It is a part of the contract. There is a big um, big thing in it about the social media and uh, how we pretty much just just don't have it. Yeah, just pretty much don't have our social. Well, we do have social media, but... Uh, no, not complete control over it. Hey, Connie, look, um, it's coming back again tonight, 7.30, yep. Channel 9. Um, it's getting pretty wild too, Married at First Sight. Thank you so much for uh, coming on this morning. Nice to talk to you. Thanks for having me, guys. Awesome. See you later, Connie. Bye. Stav, Abby and Matt. On Hit 105. You might not notice it, but I get a bit obsessed by it because I studied marketing for one year before I dropped out. And mm. one of the uh, subjects I did was music and how it can uh, help you buy things. Basically, if there's a certain type of song, you will shop more. And they do it at supermarket and there's people that organise the music so that you will not be too quick to get through. So it's uh-huh. slower music and it's slightly depressing but not too depressing because it, that's, that state is when you will purchase more. Right. Yeah, right. But the thing is, since everyone's shopping, they don't want you to stay. They want you to get in, get out and just remain happy. So <laughs> the playlist has changed recently in all the Coles and all the Woolworths to update us on the current environment. You I'd know? love to meet the DJ who picks the tracks. You know, like who is the who is the person who you, when you meet them at a barbecue and you go, yeah. "Hey, Darren, what do you do for a living?" He goes, "I'm the Coles DJ, bruh. <laughs> you know, well, or, it's, oh, that's the work. marketing yeah. manager. That's who's <laughs> doing it. The marketing manager is doing it based right. on it. So they've, they've updated their playlist. I don't know what they used to be, but I can tell you what some of the current ones are, okay. and see if this would put you in a happier mood. Mm-hmm. Okay, they don't want you to shop too much. They're like, nah, get in, get out. This is happy though. This one." Oh, yeah. Bit of Bob Marley. Oh, yeah. I tell you what, if I, if I smoked a couple and I was yeah. walking through the chip aisle, where's the chocolate, man? Where's the chocolate gone? But they're trying to have positive songs, you know what I mean? That's a good mm-hmm. one. Like or, it. hold on, this one. Nelly Furtado is the classic. Oh, no bloody toilet paper again. That's That's all right, though. That's all right. Just fly away. Oh, I've got to get a barbecue chill. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This one as well by Miss Oh, back in the chip hole. (laughs) Yeah. It's all stoner music. I don't know. It's just happy. Well, you see, if I had to pick mine, this is my my happy song. I don't mm. know why, but it just always... I, I, I love keep the hands out for the tie that's fine Because you're mine <laughs> I love mine Good song. It's good. It's a happy song. Yeah, you changed yeah. for her. Mm. I, that's what I just like about it. So if you guys had to pick your happy song... Uh, I got uh, the Eels. It's a, just a nice little pick-me-up. That reminds you that everything is okay in the world. Goddamn right, Really? Yeah, goddamn right. It's I a beautiful day. I don't know if they day. even believe it. They'd be, they'd be stoked. Oh, someone's playing our tune. Rad. The Eels. Mr. <laughs> e is one of the greatest songwriters of the last 20 years. I've never heard of the Eels. Are they, well, I don't I know thought, if that's, that's too depressing, I reckon. I thought you were going to play right, the... Goddamn right, it's a beautiful day. What a downer of yeah, a message. Yeah, right, it's a beautiful day. <laughs> 
Yeah, but it God sounds sarcastic. Right. Damn right, it's a beautiful day, isn't it? I didn't crap all over your Johnny Cash. No, it's brilliant. That's why. Uh huh. The guy was an alcoholic. <laughs> Went to jail. Hey, hey, hey! Recovered. <laughs> He's dead, and he took drugs too. <laughs> But recovered. He went through a bad stage yeah. and then he went to rehab. Good yeah, movie. Joaquin movie. was great yeah. in that movie. Yeah. See, yeah, I'm, good I'm such a such a basic bish. This was this Are you be, gonna do the same one you always be do? Mine. Here we go. You don't need all that toilet paper, girl. Put that down. How am I gonna wipe my ass if you take all that with you? <laughs> Baby, how you feeling? Stab Abby and Matt on Hit 105. That is it for us today. We're going to take a moment to reflect. Look, things are changing. People are trying to occupy themselves. People are coming out with isolation plans. And my friends have. My group of friends have decided that they're going to go back to the old school days and start a book club. Oh, yeah. So everyone is going to be given a book title. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yay, this is awesome. And they said, sorry, Abby, you can't come. I was like, it's just, it's online, isn't it? They're like, yes, but it's a week in between the book club, so you've only got a week to read it. And during school, we know that you used to watch the movies. So I've been kicked out of the book club. Oh. Just like yeah. choir. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> or any group activity ever. <laughs> so what, you can't, you could just, if you read just half watch of the movie. It. Just read half yeah, of no. it. Yeah, no. That's the point of it. They go like in, you go, then you got to meet and you got to talk about the book, and yeah, they're like you can't just Google online and come up with it. You know what though? There should always be in every book club one person who doesn't read the book because at the meeting they'll just learn what the book's about. That'd be sweet. <laughs> they just sneak it into book clubs <laughs> yeah, to yeah. fast track reading books. <laughs> <sighs> Apple. I put it off and I put it off and I put it off. Don't you mean FBI? Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're listening now. They weren't already. Don't you think Apple and FBI are the same people, though? They are. Uh, okay. Mm. You know that they are, too. No, so I don't. I put Just off updating my software. Mm-hmm. I put it off. And then my earpiece stopped working and it was very quiet. And I thought, well, maybe if I update the software, it'll that work. magical bug will disappear. Well, that's what I thought. You know what they do? Because they <laughs> slow your phone down. They do things to make you do what they want. They control it. So I updated it. All the software upgrade did was fill up my phone and slow it down. Yeah. And then I realised my ear speaker wasn't working because it was just full of gunk. <laughs> so when I ungunked it, I could hear again. So I now have a phone that I can hear, but it runs so slow that now I need to upgrade to the next one anyway. So thanks. But no thanks. A cotton tip, by the way, guys. And also an earring. Get the little... Yeah. Piercy bit and just give it a scrape yeah. in your ear yeah. hole part of your phone, you'll be sweet. You'll be fine. Stocked up for any lockdown that occurs. My wife went to Riot, amazing little shop, Riot, and picked up a lot of art supplies. So Rory can do some painting, make some more slime, got all sorts of stuff. One of the things she got was a mosaic where you put these little tiny beads. They're all numbered, and you put them down on the mosaic within the number that they correlate to, and you make a beautiful picture. I made the mistake of starting that on Saturday, and now I'm completely addicted, and I have to finish it. And it's so Did she fiddly. get arts and craft for you or for Rory? 
both, it turns out. <laughs> because even Rory said, Dad, can I have a go at the peacock mosaic? I said, no, no you can't, because you're going to ruin it. It's very fiddly, and you have to be very exact, and I don't want your diddly little hands anywhere near it. Get back off. So if anyone wants me for the next, uh, well, it's going to take, it's about, there's over 2,000 beads to put on. So if anyone wants me, that's where I'll be. Uh, thanks, but no thanks. Stav, Abby and Matt. On Hit 105. There we go. That's the podcast. Have a great day. Thank you so much for downloading. Bye. 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 Stav, Abby and Matt. Stav, Abby and Matt.